The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S Let me tell you about who deserves a shot, the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who different. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know... Hello, and welcome to episode 184 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Managed Correspondent, Miss Edie Jonet. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? Nothing much, man. Just living the dream or living for the weekend? What's going on? Living for the weekend is accurate. Okay. Let's go with that, yeah. All right, all right. We're joined again this week by our Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Galunga. What's going on, Sam? Hello, everyone. Doing all right? Oh, yeah. All right. And back this week on Color Commentary, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What's up, y'all? I'm podcasting while I'm black. I dare y'all to call the cops on me. <laughs> Listen, don't threaten them with a good time. Wait, are you, do you have any charcoal on you? Do you have any charcoal on you? Yo, I know my rights. It was crazy. And then she got mad because everybody was attacking her. Did you see the follow up video where the white woman like followed her down the street for 20 minutes? Are you serious? Yes. And then she called the cops on that woman. And so the cop gets there and she's like, (laughs) like legit, like breaking down crying. She was like, I just want my car back, girl. Like, I didn't touch you. You did not get assaulted. I was like trying to use them white woman tears against another white woman don't really work now, do it. (laughs) You have no power here. It was lit. Oh, that other white woman trolled the dog shit out of her. It was great. That's how you be an ally. Learn from her. Mm. The WrestleCast is brought to you by CSPN. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You can follow the WrestleCast on Twitter at the WrestleCast. So, Sam, before we get into our reviews, we've got some news for us this week. Yeah, just a couple of things I wanted to touch on real quick. Now, I know these are going to be like just completely dismayed at this news, but Brock Lesnar is not scheduled for Money in the Bank. No. So, yeah, uh, when Lesnar will be making his next appearance, nobody knows. <laughs> he likes to show up in July. He tends to, you know, do a little work in July, then not show up again until August. Once it starts getting a little hot outside, he's like, yeah, I'd rather be indoors. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, so, apparently there have been, like, stories going on that Hulk Hogan and WWE were in talks or whatever. So... Uh, so WWE responded and made it clear, yeah, we, uh, yeah, he, he's, we're, we haven't signed him at all. Because apparently the uh, the Saudi Prince guy or whatever, he wanted Hogan on the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble show. 
And then I guess like we reached out to him, but then that was it. But the way they make it sound is like they were he was about to be signed tonight or something. Well, you know, it's all about how you frame a story, man. Just for clicks. Right. And so uh so apparently Charlotte had one of her breasts uh smooshed or popped or whatever. Yeah, I think we have explosion here, sir. Okay. And it's not even TNA, see. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, Flair will undergo surgery to fix a ruptured implant. She is scheduled for the European tour that kicks off shortly. It will not go for the surgery until sometime after the tour. So. <laughs> I don't know about the hell. I guess, that's, I guess that's safe. <laughs> I guess. So, uh, yeah. All right, I've got two. So it, it isn't known when the implant rupture took place, according to this, to this report here. Oh, of course. Oh. But I'm sure I'm sure those with a watchful eye will probably be looking at that like there's a Pruder film or something. Her boob goes back into the left. Back into, <laughs> back the, into the left. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. oh, now you have something done? Yeah. Um, Rosemary, Dee's favorite. Um, she'll, she's going to be out. She's uh, got a torn ACL. So good luck to her on her recovery. And indie star Keith Lee has apparently signed to WWE and he will be down at the Performance Center and in NXT. So, good good job for Keith Lee getting signed and congratulations and hopefully everything works out well for him. I saw him um, a couple of years ago live uh, on a big time wrestling show. He's really good. Yeah, he came from uh, from the local indie here. This is where he started. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been watching him for a while. He's a, well, he came up in the VIP. Um, There's a promotion here called VIP Wrestling. He, that's where he came up. Yeah, yeah he, he's been he's been pretty dominant for the last few years. Yeah, so yeah, I can't wait to see um, you know how he get into the NXT system and just continue. You know, the best program that WWE puts out on a consistent basis just makes it even better. So can't wait for that to happen. Uh, something that WWE put out that really wasn't all that good, though. That was Backlash. Um, I, was gonna say the Marine, I thought you were going to say the Marine Five. I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I think there was a three-way tie for the win on on who you got. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll yeah. we'll take a bow. Everybody but me. Thank you, thank you. Because I had faith in the Miz falsely. <laughs> Braun is going to come out. Everybody but you, Dee. Congratulations to Miss Laura Singh, her first time playing Who You Got, and she gets a, a, a co-victory. So yes, she, she accepted she accepted that trophy too. Quickly. <laughs> she earned it, she deserved it, and she snatched it. <laughs> As always, thanks to everybody who used the hashtag Backlash Matters this past Sunday. So we'll get into it as we had Bailey and Ruby Riot on the pre-show. Hashtag say no to pre-shows. Bailey goes up top, and the Macho Man elbow drop gets a near fall. Liv Morgan provides a distraction, allowing oh. Ruby to hit a right kick for the win. He's the type of podcast ah. reviews we like, huh, Didi? Yeah. Not wasting any time. Right in. <laughs> um, Ruby Riot, pretty good match on her behalf. Bailey, oh, how have we gone so far? Free show Bailey. 
I'm the only one who saw this. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I watched it. I just don't remember half of it. Okay. Bailey, I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah I know. You, I know you didn't watch. I just wanted to clarify for new. Everybody viewers. knows your gimmick, or most everybody knows your gimmick. Well, the new people don't what, know. She's okay. a grown ass woman. No, uh, that, no that's the other go. gimmick. No, this is her. This is the original gimmick. Okay. She don't do pre shows. Hashtag say no to pre shows. Yep. So main show time. We start off with Seth Rollins versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Rollins hits the superplex, but Miz counters the Falcon Arrow and hits the Skull Crescent Finale for a great near fall. Miz takes Rollins up top and looks for another Skull Crescent Finale, but Rollins fights him off, but he misses the curb stomp as they work into a series of cradles. Rollins eventually hits the curb stomp, and Seth Rollins gets the win and retains the Intercontinental title. Mm-mm. Bravo, bravo, bravo! It was real good. No, real good. Yes, yes. The the Miz, do your thing, young boy. Do your thing. <laughs> Greg, your 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 thoughts on Seth Rollins, the Miz? Match of the night for me. Uh, I think it went pretty much downhill from there. <laughs> but you know, the I mean the Miz is all already a WWE Hall of Famer. Just. I have to laugh when I say that, but he is. If you, if you look at his resume, but I mean, the guy can work. Uh, for all the jokes that are cracked on him, especially on Twitter, the guy can work, and he does have skills on the mic, and they work really well on Sunday night. So to me, it was a match of the night. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Seth Rollins has officially gotten his groove back. And uh, he's, you know, just whoever he's in there with, he's just putting on classic matches. And, you know, he's not, he didn't carry the Miz in this match, though. The Miz was right there step for step with him. So hats off to the Miz, hats off to Seth Rollins for an awesome match. Next up, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss counters the second rope Samoa drop. Then Alexa takes out the knee and she covers for a two count. Alexa hits a drop kick to the buckles, and then she heads up top. The Twisted Bliss is caught, and Nia Jax hits a Samoan drop for the win. After the match, Nia cuts a, p- a promo and says that her win is for anyone that has been bullied. She says it's okay to be different and special, and she doesn't apologize for who she is. Sam, you have some thoughts? Yeah, why? How? How is someone of Alexa's size just able to just dominate all over Naya? That just doesn't make any damn sense to me. Well, you know, they didn't set it up where Alexa had some type of help or some type of foreign object or something to kind of, you know, help her gain the advantage. So, yes, they told the story in reverse where the bigger person was supposed to be the one who was getting bullied by the much smaller person. Yeah, that's I don't buy it. Alright, Samoa Joe promo. He runs down Roman Reigns. Joe says that he will win and turn the big dog into a puppy. Next up, Jeff Hardy versus All Lives, Randy Orton for the United States Championship. Orton counters the corner dropkick and hits the draping DDT. Orton takes time to celebrate. He sets for an RKO, but Jeff cradles him for a two count. The twist of fate, of fate connects and the Swanton Bomb follows and Jeff Hardy gets the win to retain the United States title. And this is the part of the night where it really got like super bad because, you know, I think the people were here for Nia finally 
giving Alexa the the big Samoan drop and it kind of perked up for a second and then that promo kind of took it out of them. And then they got back up for Samoa Joe for a second and then this match was just like <laughs> who hit the like slow down one button? Yeah, man. It's just, now if this would have happened like in 2002 this would have been the shit. <laughs> but oh well. We don't have the time stone. So Elias arrives and it's concert time. He says he's friends with Bruce Springsteen and that Springsteen calls Elias the boss. I believe it. <laughs> Elias then runs down New Jersey and he dedicates tonight's song to Bruce. The New Day interrupts. Biggie is wearing a bass drum. Kofi has pancakes and his cymbals. Elias offers them autographs, but New Day wants to jam and walk with Elias. Elias mm-hmm. is not amused and he says that one day they may be able to open for him. Aiden English comes down and he introduces Rusev. Rusev calls Elias bootleg Bob Dylan. Oops. <laughs> Elias tries to sing a song again, but this time, No Way Jose comes down with his conga line. And he's got Titus Worldwide and the Fashion Police in tow. Then all of a sudden, Bobby Roode arrives from behind and he lays out Elias with the glorious DDT and everybody goes back up the ramp in the big conga line. <laughs> Y'all gonna talk about your little girlfriend? Uh, Carissa Rivera is the name of the young lady at the head of the conga line. Oh, look the, at y'all. In the, in the flowery dress. Yes. Okay. So, one time for the WrestleCast CSI. <laughs> I'll find everybody. This was actually pretty fun. I enjoyed the hell out of this. this it was a- like a clown car musical moment. But I, I, at first, I was like, this is a dumb gimmick but then it it moved into being a fun dumb gimmick on this show it's probably like the second or third best thing to actually happen yeah <laughs> that's true that's true so daniel bryan versus big Cass. Cass looks for the big boot but daniel bryan counters and hits a head kick the yes lock follows Cass fights, but Ryan lays in the cross face strikes and has the yes lock fully applied and big Cass taps after the match, Cass attacks and beats Brian down on the floor, tossing him around while the crowd chants, you tapped out, you tapped out. <laughs> Back in the ring, Cass lays out Brian with the big boot and walks off laughing. I don't like to see things happen to Daniel Bryan in the head and neck area. Like, he needs to, like, structure these things to where they, like, take out his legs or something. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's okay because he's not against Sheamus. Sheamus is the one who injured him. Okay. <laughs> but just so I don't have to like feel like I'm guilty every time I see him take like a big shot to the head and neck area and be well, like, I don't want to see this man. How do you think I feel whenever I see uh, Finn do the coup de grace and fall backwards? I'm like, dude, you're gonna break you're gonna break something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least twist an ankle really bad. We have Carmella and Charlotte. SmackDown Women's Championship match. Charlotte <laughs> heads up top and Carmella avoids the moonsault. Charlotte tweaks her knee and Carmella takes out the knee and cradles Charlotte for the win clean in the middle. Oh, winner. Oh, winner. <laughs> but you talk about heat. Oh, my gosh. Carmella <laughs> got more heat on Twitter for winning a match fairly clean with no help than she probably would have got if the Iconics would have came down there and screwed Charlotte. For sure. 
Oh my goodness. Maybe WWE knows that and that's why they did that. But man, Carmella got whoo, she got some heat. Don't give them too much credit. Okay. It's probably just a coincidence. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. WWE Championship no disqualification match. AJ Styles has a sliding forearm and the Ishigaroshi for a two count. Pele kicked by Styles and AJ looks for the Styles clash, but they end up trading low blows. And the yes, 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 because AJ finally got Nakamura with some of his own medicine. Both men work back to their feet and they start trading strikes. Styles lights Nakamura up, but Nakamura hits a headbutt. They then low blow each other with kicks and neither man can answer the 10 count. And again, we have a no decision draw between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, you just see that meme when they were both on the floor. It says when, <laughs> it says when both of y'all fighting over the same girl and she burned both of y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, this thing, this did two things. When this match first started, it let everybody know, oh shit, Roman's about to be in the main event. So, Right then, the Roman's match was about to get shitted on. And then when it was a no finish, oh, everybody knew Roman was going to win. Psst, they really was going about to shit on the main event. So that's all they accomplished with this match in terms of the crowd anyway. Braun Strowman. I think this is about where I dipped. I think. <laughs> okay. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sammy tries to run, but Kevin stops him, and they begin to argue. Sammy tosses Kevin to the wolves, and then he tries to run, but Kevin tosses Sammy back in. Sammy slaps Kevin, and then he finally runs away. Lashley throws Owens back in the ring, and hits the spine buster. Then Bobby Lashley hits the delayed suplex, and they get the win. To clarify. Yes, ma'am. Sammy wanted him and Kevin to run away. Right. Kevin said no. So Sammy threw him in the ring, and then when he got in there, he was like, that's what I mean. Now, can we go? <laughs> Kevin wanted to be an asshole. So it's it's not the ginger's fault. He tried to save them both. Like, I just wanted to be clear. He was trying to teach him a very small lesson. Okay. He didn't mean to fight his best friend. Because that's not what best friends do. Thank you, Miss DJ, for coming. You're welcome. You're very welcome. So after the match, Kevin gets laid out by Braun. Braun then chases down Sammy <laughs> and brings her back to the ring, gives him the big power slam as well. Braun's real fast. Yeah. It's like a transfer truck. Once he gets going <laughs> it's and it starts picking up speed, it's hard to just slow it down. So, yeah. Main event time, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Joe gets the Coquina clutch, but Reigns counters into a cover for a two count. Joe gets the Coquina clutch again and Reigns fades, but then Roman makes the ropes. Joe sets up Reigns for the muscle buster, but Reigns counters out of it and hits a spear and Roman Reigns gets the win. Um, there were people leaving during this match like it was 205 Live. There <laughs> were people chanting, beat the traffic. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, Vince just, I mean, how many times is he going to put this dude in a position where he can't win? No matter how good his match is. And this really wasn't one of their best matches. They've had better matches on Raw. Um, just just sabotaging my man at every turn. Like, he's going to get over. 
he's gonna get over. He's gonna get over. He's oh, just wait till the just wait till that weird promo he cuts on Raw. So, I don't know, man. It's pretty strange. It is. It, it's like he keeps fighting against the current instead of just going. If the people want to boo him, just give the people a reason to boo him and then have them run through all their favorites, beat all their favorites, get the belt, and have them be the reverse of what you want them to be. And it'll still be the same thing because everybody will be drawn to see somebody whoop his ass. And then in a year or two, switch him back over and everybody will love him again. But damn, they're just being hard-headed. So, um, that was Backlash. Not really that great of a show. In order, the best things on the show were, number one, the Intercontinental title match. Number two, probably the pre-show match between Bailey and Ruby Riot, And then number three, the Elias Entertainment segment. And everything else was ugh. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, Backlash. So, Monday Night Raw, Samuel, take it away. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kurt Angle comes down to cut a boring twenty-minute promo. He says tonight there will be a qualifying. There'll be qualifying matches for the Money in the Bank. He lists all the men. He lists all the women. Uh, Bronny the Strowman comes out. He's mad that his name was not picked for the Money in the Bank match. He talks about being a kid and not being included in building a treehouse. He said he waited for everyone to get into the treehouse, and then he knocked the whole tree over. Before Kirk can respond, Kevin Owens comes out. He calls himself Raw's MVP and that he deserves to be in that match. Not the qualifying match, but the actual Money in the Bank match itself. He calls Braun a bad monster and then he can go sit in the corner right now and time out. Uh, Kirk then makes a qualifying match, Braun versus Kevin. And that match is right now. So Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman and Braun wins. Uh, male robot number two interviews Roman Reigns. He wants to know what his mindset is going into tonight's match. Roman cuts a weird promo about backstage politics and silencing all the haters. Uh, I don't know what this was. I don't know if this is like a new direction that Vince wants him to go in where he's like addressing the IWC in a way. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Likely nowhere. That's the problem. Vince needs to stop writing his promos. Let somebody else write his promos. That's not helping him none either. Right. So Bailey cuts a selfie promo saying she's going to hug the briefcase or something like that. Uh, Breezango cuts a selfie promo. Goldust is backstage with Kurt Angle. He said he wants to qualify for the money in the bank as well. But Jinder Mahalo interrupts and asks why he's not in the match, and Roman Reigns is, after he squandered all his opportunities. Kurt Angle says that uh, Jinder has not won a match on Raw, and tonight he's up against Chad Gable. And if he wins, he might get some consideration. Once again, Jinder be spitting those facts. <laughs> okay, great. <clears throat> Let's see where it was. Let's see. Okay. No way Jose and Titus were alive versus the Revival and Boring Corbin. Jose hits the finish on one of the Revival members, but before he tags out, Corbin tags in, hits the end of days on Jose, and gets the W for his team. Ah, I'll take a drink to that. Oh, is that a distraction? Ooh. Close enough. It's the DD. It's the DD. You have to ask the answers, yes. That's right. Okay, I don't want to keep losing my spot. Okay, so Sasha Banks versus Ember Moon versus Ruby Riot. 
Uh, first, Michael Cole finally acknowledges that Ember Moon was only partially trained by Booker T. For weeks, he'd been, they've been saying that Booker T trained her. And that was kind of bothering me, because I know for a fact that she was trained by Skandler Akbar. Who? Oh. Done. Exactly. Um, he was an old school manager from World Class back in the day. <clears throat> <clears throat> so you were Excuse mad me. that... Instead of using the name that only super fans no, know, only they use the name fans. that everybody knows. Well, why even list it at all if you if you're not going to say who actually trained? The person? You do, you do know that wrestling's fake, right? But I'm pretty sure that like Booker T might have done like the in ring stuff he, with he, her he, polishing he, he, school. Like, yeah, it was like some finishing touches or something. But right. come on, that doesn't mean that he trained her. You know, saying for the these... for the purposes of WWE, it absolutely yeah, it sh- sure it does. does. It's fine, no, no. <laughs> whatever. Oh, fuck that. At one point, Ruby Ruby hits a double DT on both her opponents. Uh, that was cool. I, I kind of like this match. It was uh, it was okay. At one point, the Riot awesome. Squad beats up Sasha. Bailey comes out, and Corey actually makes me laugh. When Bailey comes down, he says she's going to join the beatdown. <laughs> Uh, Bailey and Sasha fight the right squad off. The two women glare at each other, and Sasha gets back in the ring. And Sasha and Ruby are going at it. Ember hits the eclipse on both women and pins Ruby for the win. Uh, Dasha interviews Ember Moon, who just happens to be walking around, I guess. Ember says she's over the moon, and then she cuts a promo. Uh, we get an in-depth look at Bobby Lashley. Uh, so they mention how his... Uh, Okay, they mentioned that Bobby was in WWE and then did Bellator and then nothing else. He just vanished into the ether for 10 years. Uh, Renee Young sits down for an interview with Bobby. He mentions that his sisters would torture him as a child, hitting him with sticks and brooms and tying him up in the woods. And that was pretty much the whole interview. Yeah, it was all good to the sit-down part. And uh, then... But that was, that, that was like all they covered. It was like, okay, that's it. Oh, then what was the point? Yeah, just another fact, though. I've been talking about this for like two weeks on Twitter, like, they need to do a Bobby Lashley, like, you know, vignette to, like, make the people care about him or at least reintroduce him to the people who, you know, don't know anything about him. They did it, but they didn't quite hit the mark. But good try. Good effort. So, Kevin's backstage. Sammy is beside him, so he can't understand what has been transpiring lately. Kevin wants to know why Sammy slapped him in the face. Sammy apologizes and said they need to win money in the bank. He didn't really apologize. He was more like, man, that was yesterday. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> no, he did say he was sorry. <laughs> so, Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. Uh, Jinder wins. And after the match, he beats up Gable. More selfie promos. Zack Ryder appears for his monthly Raw pants. He's in Kurt's office. Jinder interrupts again. He wants in on the match tonight, and he wants to make it a fatal four-way. Kurt tells him to get lost. Heath Slater and Rhino versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Drew gets the pinfall. Uh, the Drifter versus Bobby Roode. Bobby gets the victory with the glorious DDT. And Dasha interviews him after the match. Uh, Seth Rollins comes down and talks about how The Miz took him to the limit at Backlash. He is there to issue an open challenge for the IC title, and he wants to issue it for right here and right now. Mojo Raleigh comes out from catering to a small whimper. The two have a match. Seth wins a long match going through one commercial break. Now, how'd you feel about uh, Spicy White coming out, Dee Dee? Spicy White is never a bad thing. Well, usually. Where where did that name come from? That's that's just Dee Dee's nickname for him. 
You know, every white ain't the same. Some of them are spicy. <laughs> okay. So Finn Balor, selfie promo. Uh, the Miztourage versus the Deleter of Worlds. The Deleter of Worlds wins. More selfie promos. Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. The match happens. The guys fight out amongst the crowd like it's the year 1999. Uh, for a minute, it looks like so like Roman could win. He gets up. Wait. Damn it. He gets up for his moves, but... but oh, he gets set up for his move, but Jinder trips him up. Uh, Sammy hits the hula kick on Roman. Balor gets the upper hand on him. The ending is hot and heavy. Balor hits the coup de grace, falling backwards and looks like he's going to injure himself. He's going to twist his ankle or something. Ginger just looks on happy that he cost Roman the match. Oh, yes, that would be it. That is your Monday Night Raw. Distraction finish at its finest. Oh, God. Alcoholics. I'm surrounded by alcoholics. Hey, man, you got to have some fun to review this awful week of WWE programming. Goodness. Um, this was funny. The funniest thing ever is Roman tries to make his comeback, and when um Finn and Sammy start putting the boots to him, the crowd starts chanting, Yes, 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 yes. Now, how the hell are you supposed to be the biggest baby face in the company, the man that's supposed to get the belt, wear the belt, honor the belt, walk around and be the conquering hero to beat Brock Lesnar, and everybody's cheering you getting stomped by two guys who like weigh 100 pounds less than you. Well, you know. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen for him. It's just Why are we insisting that he needs to be a face anyway? Like, what is that? It, it, that's the whole point. If they want to boom I'm and... I'm so confused. Like... That's because Vince is stubborn and he's like... But the crowd says no. Like, you can't make them not be assholes. You can't make them not do what they're doing and mind you it's annoying as fuck i wanted to throw something at all of new jersey on sunday <laughs> i was like it's not even it's not even fun anymore like you're ruining everything but if they're like that adamant you can't make them like him you tried with the shield and then dean ambrose with the bad hairline fucked his little self up so that was ruined so like just give him the champ and let them be mad so Vince's next brightest idea is they hate Jinder Mahal so much I'll put him against Roman there's no way they're cheer Jinder that everybody knows that's not true because we cheer Jinder every fucking week I don't know about we love Jinder and here's here's the fucked up part even if they didn't like Jinder they would still cheer him over Roman right so there's literally nobody there's literally nobody because they should have booed him against Brock because he was very correct about everything he said about Brock but it's not going to happen so they need to just quit Mm -hmm. stop just give him the belt and let the people be pissed Mm -hmm. and have him just like sit on the top rope with the the championship and just be like "Mm, you seem upset I don't know I can't tell Mm. <laughs> it's like I, I don't I think I hear I think I hear things in the distance I don't what is it is it is it cheers no no you look mad but I'm happy like that's what I would do <laughs> that's the reason why somebody besides Vince needs to be writing his promos and, and handling him instead of Vince being the one that's like directly giving him his his stuff because it's not working 
Vince is old now. He don't get that, you know what I'm saying? It don't work the way it used to. You know what I'm saying? It's more like the Stone Cold era where the more that you are a badass, the more that you're the good guy. More yeah. than just being squeaky clean and I make and that's, the th- and that's the thing that he, he doesn't understand. It's not about being a good guy no more. It's about being the cool guy. Right. Which is why nobody ever boos Kevin because Kevin is cool. Right. So it's like, let Roman be cool. They're going to be mad. But if he can just get to being cool, maybe. I don't know, though. They treat them like... I don't know they holding grudges, but maybe if like they just let him be cool, he could turn the corner. Here's what they need to do: they need somebody to come through and hurt him, quote unquote, and he just go away until like right before SummerSlam. But when he come back, uh-huh. he don't have none of that shield shit. He he wearing like a suit or whatever, something. Just something 180 from wherever he is right now. Even if he like cuts his hair some, not all the way, but just some, just something different. Just do a whole 180 from what his whole presentation is and mm-hmm. then start from right there. Mm. But that's what it's going to take. He, he, he's got to drop all of the stuff that he's in right now and just come back out fresh and new. Yeah. They had a chance. Yeah, they because did. when he was going against John Cena, the tide was kind of like, I really don't want to share John Cena either. Like, that was as best as they had. And then, I don't know. I feel like they just played it all the way wrong. Had they just let Braun beat his ass to Phil and Brock Lesnar's, we could have killed two bars on stone. Everything would have been wonderful. Brock, like. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't want to, like, just let Braun get the belt while he's hot and maybe, like, let him be the champ for, like, six months just because the people want it. And then figure out a way to get it off of him, let him get that experience, and then give it back to him again at a later date. They they want him to be able to just take the belt and then just be the champion for like a year. So that's oh. the reason why they're kind of not doing it. But hopefully, Braun like Strowman versus Brock is SummerSlam. Hopefully, that's the deal. It needs to, and he needs to win because I remember when he beat everybody's ass. <laughs> I remember when he pulled the whole wall down on Brock. Like Brock should still be pissed about that. Like, theoretically, Brock should be like, "Remember when you tried to whip me? Remember when you dropped a hole?" Yeah, but I don't know building on me. I don't but, know. Yeah. I, I also remember Brock hitting him with like a legit fucking shot to the chin and stumbling his ass as well. But he, but he didn't fall. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but he was, and I have faith in my brownie that if he really meant to whip that ass, he could. I don't yeah. know, that might be delusional, but. Yeah, but that's that's Brock the, getting old, so that's, that's the money thing. right there. Braun Strowman is the money. So here's my thing: if we gonna have all these MMA bitches around, <laughs> can they just fight for real? Like, why not? Why are we pulling punches? What's the point? Why would you hire a whole bunch of MMA people to pull their punches? Because the bitch. because the MMA people realize we can't make a living like this forever. So let's do wrestling because it's close but not quite. Mm. It's more the MMA people's hustle more than the wrestling people's hustle. The wrestling, you know how Vince is. He's just glad to have the names and the legitimacy. It's trash. Um, Also, on another note, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But if MMA bitch and Ronda Rousey don't fight at some point, all of this is for nothing. Oh, in new news, the rest of the crew is also coming. So the MMA four horsemen 
Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Jessica Duke, and I forgot the other girl's name. Uh, they're all coming. They're, they're they're coming to the performance center. So, and it's like it's obvious that they're trying to set up a four horse women versus four horse women thing. That's good. That's great. That's wonderful. Sure. At at some point, Shayna needs to be like, but you know, I'm better than you, right, Ronda? Because Shayna's whole thing is. She's a bitch, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't be a bitch and then be like, but that's my best friend, Ronda. We're so here for it. No, that's not how it works. Just like it don't really work with Sasha and Bailey, it can't work with her and Ronda. So would so. that make you a Shayna Baszler fan in oh, that no. particular No, 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 okay, no, okay. no, 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 fuck them. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you for fuck clarifying both. your position. You know, fuck them both. But th- this is. This is world building that you've done. So this is who you've decided Shayna is. Cool. Then that means this is what she must do eventually. I ain't saying in three months. I ain't saying in six months. But if it doesn't happen, you've basically lied to me. Because Shayna Baszler, as you've shown me, is not a loyal person. Nobody who's like, I'm just going to step on your elbow and fuck your shit up. That's not a loyal bitch. Like, the, the, the two things don't go together. All right. So does that make sense? It does. Know. It does. It does. I get where you're coming it's, from. It's just my thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. There's something going on like that right now in New Japan, where they have this guy Jay White, and he's kind of new. Mm-hmm. And what he's and he's like he's all about like, hey, I know they don't usually have you know interfaction matches, but hey, eventually I want to wrestle Okada for the belt. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's kind of off, standoffish from the rest of the crew. So he kind of has that look to him like he's not a loyal person. He's going to do he's here with them right now because they asked him to be here or whatever. Uh But you can tell that he's plotting and scheming on something. And I think that's kind of what you want Shannon to be like. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because my thing is with the way that she's been, you she would, in my mind, from what they show me, she would be annoyed that Rhonda got to skip the performance center. Right. And she would be annoyed that Rhonda just got to immediately go into like big matches. Right. In right. in my head, the way that they've explained her to me. Right. So right. at some point it should come to a head. Uh, do you remember um when Kevin Owens first came to NXT? Yeah, and him and Kinda but, but Sammy got there first, and, and Kevin right. came out there. And he was like all happy for his friend, and then he fucking power bombed his ass on the damn uh, on the side of the uh-huh. And yeah. then and that was his reason was because he fucking got there first, and Kevin Owens had to grind, and he left him behind, and all that stuff. They could, yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of do something the same thing, but on the main yeah. roster between those two, that would be cool. Exactly, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Okay. Book it, Dano. All right. Remember the uh, 184th episode of the WrestleCast. So when this actually gets booked out in two years, the groundwork was laid here on this episode. <laughs> We're like, I want my 10%. <laughs> All right. All right, lovely. Tell us about what happened on SmackDown this week. Yo, man, the things, they happened. <laughs> we ended up talking through so much shenanigans. I couldn't even um, get there. But, we're, you know, we were in Baltimore. And I didn't go because Baltimore's not as close as you think it is. Um, Paige comes out. She puts over a backlash as a lying ass, smashing success. <laughs> I tell them anything. They'll believe it. Just say whatever. It's cool. She's just like, you clearly didn't watch, so I can tell you whatever it was. It's great. 
It's a wonderful time. She talks about Styles and Nakamura and the low blow double KO finish. We'll hear from them later tonight. Paige hypes Money in the Bank and tonight's qualifying matches. She needs the best from SmackDown competing. And the qualifiers start now with The Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Miz counters the corner drop kick. They work into counters and Jeff rolls Miz up for two. There's some corner drop kicks that connect by Jeff. And then he hits the twist of fate. Jeff heads up top for the Swanton. It connects for two. And almost immediately, Miz switches the cradle and wraps Jeff up to steal the win. It was lit. It was skillful. It was everything. Yes, the Miz. Two nights in a row. Iconic. Okay, so (laughs) that means that Miz joins um, Finn and Braun in the men's Money in the Bank match. I was wondering how this was going to work because the last time there was Money in the Bank, it was just on one show. No. So, so what they're going to do is it's going to be one match for the women, one match for the men with eight people enter, in each match. So four, yeah. theoretically four from SmackDown, four from Raw. So cool. That's what it's going to be. But I thought that was interesting because they didn't really explain it. They were just like, yeah. Well, they, they left it up to Kurt Angle to explain it. And you know he ain't going to get it right. Might as well just put a... Put a the graphic up words. there. Yeah, graphics. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. The graphic on the board. Uh, Seamus is in the back. He's eating Lucky Charms because, you know, there's a leprechaun. Yeah. So he's sad because he lost to Xavier last week. Seamus and Cesaro run down New Day. And there's like a little bit of tension. Cesaro says he's going to face with tonight because, of course, he can beat him. Cesaro and Seamus find pancakes in their bags and they are big mad. And I'm talking about like about 200 pancakes. And I'm just like, who had to make all them pancakes? Did they just like go to Costco and buy the frozen pancakes? Like, where'd you get all the pancakes well, from? Well, they're lucky. Because that's a play off of, uh, they call it a rib or AKA a practical joke, a prank. Mm-hmm. And uh, Randy Orton is notorious for um, leaving deposits in people's bags. What kind of deposits? Those kind of deposits. And we ain't talking about pancakes. Oh, I would smack him in his eyeball. What the fuck? See? This was the, this was the younger, immature together. Randy Orton. It all goes together, though. The <laughs> fact that he would do some more nasty shit like that. Like, he need Jesus. Anyway, we get a sanity video package. They soon come. In the back, Renee talks to Nakamura, who's not cleared to perform tonight. Renee says she knows that Nakamura speaks English. And he's like, yeah, I forgot. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? He's my favorite. Nakamura says <laughs> Styles is nuts. And he gives like a good pause. It's like, ha, ha, nuts. Get it? Yeah. But so is he. And they aren't finished yet. There's really nobody better than Nakamura right now at this heel shit. Like, Having so much fun with it, being an asshole with it, but everybody's like along for the ride. Nobody really hates Nakamura. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcers discuss Carmella defeating Charlotte at Backlash. Carmella brags about her win via selfie cam. She says she's throwing a huge party in London next week because who the fuck parties in Baltimore? And I mean, no shade, but shade. <laughs> I mean, if you had a yeah. choice between Baltimore yeah, and London, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could wait a week. We could push it a week. You know, I mean, I ain't saying, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's gonna be real pretty in London because they're getting ready for their, you know, the wedding and everything. The wedding, yo! I looked it up today. I was like, what time does this fucking wedding start? 
Did you see and the- it's like it's early as shit, like seven o'clock in the morning our time. And I was like, yeah. I'm not. Did Did you see no the? Thanks. You should You should just go to watch the Legoland reenactment of it. That's adorable. I just want to see how ethnic she gonna look. Like, are they gonna tan her? Are they gonna pale her out? She gonna have a little curl to her hair. She ain't gonna have no curl at all to her hair. Like, I, I got what the dress look like. What Harry gonna be looking like? Are they gonna cry? Like, I oh, this is gonna be like, like a Twitter Twitter bonanza. If somebody could figure out a way to market some tweets, they they would yo, get paid. Listen, I'm about to be like Russell Cass goes to the wedding. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I would really be into it, but it's like seven in the morning, so it's just like well, if it happened on like a weekend though, it could. It does. It's Saturday. Okay, next yeah. Saturday. So yeah, go ahead. Wake up but early. It's seven in the I got things to do that day. I mean, fall back asleep we'll by nine. You'll be straight. Nah, I got places to go. I can't fall asleep at nine. I got oh. places to be at eleven. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like you're killing my vibe. You couldn't wait one more week. Now they trying to be married. I'm not <laughs> mad. But anyway, I digress. Her party is going to be in London. Maybe she'll party with Harry and Megan. Who knows? Ty Dillinger and Naomi talk about winning money in the bank. Naomi again has her selfie cam. She's looking like a what snack? Yes. The Iconics make fun of Charlotte prior to their match because Peyton Royce, that's your boo, right? That's yes, it is. Yes. Peyton Royce, Dom's boo, has a match against Charlotte for the Money in the Bank qualifier. There is a knee strike by Peyton that gets a two count, and then Charlotte fights off the Fisherman's Buster and hits a spear for a two count. She gets a roll up into the figure eight, and Peyton taps. So, so far, Charlotte is going to join Ember Moon in the Women's Money in the Bank match. Daniel Bryan is interviewed about tonight's match with Rusev. He made Cash tap out and is ready to fight tonight. Um, there's some more comments from Chelsea and Asuka on winning money in the bank. I believe Asuka got graphics with hers, though, so mm-hmm. it means things. Ooh, um, I'm watching things on TV. Robin Hood, Men and Tights, iconic. Classic. So classic. If that had been made now, they probably would have had a two or three sequels by now. They didn't make sequels back then. Okay, next. Cesaro versus Xavier. Xavier hits a wheelbarrow diver, driver and gets a near fall. Cesaro then rolls Xavier up with help from the ropes for two. Woods hits a shining wizard and heads up top. Kofi takes out Sheamus and Wood leaps into an uppercut from Cesaro and Cesaro wins and it's all very you, sad. All you heard was, Shadouken! Oh, my Street Fighter. It's very like, oh. And like then they showed it in slow motion, and you can see the moment where like he was like, "This ain't gonna work." And it's like, "Oh." Oh man, he he got busted open. He was bleeding. You saw like yeah. when they he showed was him. bleeding about the mouth. Yes, yeah, he yeah, he got messed up. Yeah, yo, Robin Hood Men Tights is so good. <laughs> what other movie would end with them not being able to get open the chastity belt? Like that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Renee interviews AJ, who's also not cleared to compete tonight. He says he doesn't want to fight dirty like Nakamura, but got pulled into his game. AJ doesn't care when, where, or why, because he plans to finish Nakamura. There's a creepy promo with action figures in various states of destruction. It's for the Bludgeon Brothers. They are waiting for teams to come and play with them. That's creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. It was like, uh, it's just uncomfortable. Paige makes sure that Mandy Rose has back to the ring alone and says that DeVille is barred from ringside. And they're like, oh, she don't mean that. Does she mean that? She, she really means we can't go out. And so then 
Mandy comes out to her good Skinamax music. Uh, she got the slow motion, blurred lights, good early nineties, late eighties. Yes. What you think? What you think? What you think? I mean, it's not. It's not even Marie. It's like it's so corny that it's kind of funny, and it's like I don't know if you mean it to be funny. And then Corey Gray but is it's funny to me selling it huge over the top. Very much so, and it's like, but I fully expect a man to like it because it's nostalgic. Like that's like back when like real sex would come on, and you had to be like, oh, try to sneak it so your parents don't know you're watching it. Like it was very that. It's more like Emmanuel if you ever watched that. On well, that too, like Silk Stockings, Skinamax. When it comes on the free preview for that one week, and then you got to stay up late, see mama. Dog. Yeah, it's all very that. <laughs> So Kids I, don't like, know anything about that. They just have it right there on their phone, just a circulate. You don't know what we used to go through. <laughs> Stressful. So, um, I thought she looked good, but I just thought it was like so. Like I don't know what they meant. Like if they weren't serious, then good job. If they were serious, it doesn't quite work for me. But I enjoyed it. You, you know what? It, you know what it would be perfect for. And I thought they were going to do this a few months ago, but they kind of ditched it. It would be perfect if she was like Goldust's like second valet or something. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense because it's very that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe, it's very bad. maybe even though, but now Goldust is on a separate brand, so it won't work at all. But it looks like that's kind of what it was made for, and they dropped the program, mm-hmm. but they kept the entrance. Hmm. And then it was like soft blur, and you know, soft focus is for like when you're old and before the HD cameras. Was, you know. But anyway. I liked it. It was just very not of 2018. Any hoodle. Next week, New Day will face the bar and the winning team will have one member be in the Money in the Bank match. Also next week, Andrade Almas, also known as Cien Almas, will debut. He gets to debut in England. Fancy. Oh, and um, we had a distraction finish for Mandy Rose to get the win, too. Oh, how did I miss that? Lynch hits the exploded suplex and corner forearm. Mandy stuns Lynch off the ropes and steals the win with the roller. Because Becky's a loser. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have pineapple juice and coconut rum. Oh, that sounds lovely. I am living my best life. It's right in time for the heat wave that's about to happen this week, too. Listen, I found my little short skirts. I can be like, ah, she ready. Um, next, Rusev versus Daniel Bryan. It is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Daniel goes up top and hits the missile drop kick. Uh, there's a running knee that's countered as Rusev attacks the ribs and hits the matcha, matchka kick for the win. Post match, Daniel Bryan sits disappointed in the middle of the ring and looks so sad. But that means that Rusev will join Miz, Brawny, and Finn in the men's Money in the Bank match. And according to Dan, uh, Dan, Dan, Dong Doom. There are four more men to go. Um another match where the heel wins clean in the middle. They just look so shocked, like, oh <laughs> <laughs> like this is like the worst position. We all want Rusev to win. We all want Rusev to be a thing. We all want Rusev to get his chances. But why you gotta be beating Daniel Bryan? Because we all want <laughs> Daniel Bryan to win. <laughs> we all want Daniel Bryan to get his chances. They're like, you're going to get what you want, but not how you want it. Man, Vince is such a... Asshole. Yes. He's the ultimate puppet master. Patty boots. 
it's like, okay, you want to boo my main event and the pay-per-view? You want to <laughs> boo Roman Reigns and fucking, uh, you know, the next night on Raw? I got something for you to boo. <laughs> <laughs> Puts these two dudes in the same match, like, uh. So, I thought this was a really good SmackDown, actually. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So, I agree. Good job there. This week, we are being brought to you by Blue Apron. So please use CSPN and Blue Apron. Mother's Day is coming. You can sign up for Blue Apron right now, and it can be at your door in time to make your mom her Mother's Day meal. All you have to do is go to CSPN.us, click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free, scroll down, click on the Blue Apron tab to sign up, and you'll get $30 off your first order. So please, CSPN.us and Blue Apron, do it today. All right, Dee Dee, NXT was really good. Unfortunately, they didn't have this part on YouTube, which I thought whoever's running their YouTube page really messed up. Ricochet, he opens the show. He's coming out to the ring for a promo. Ricochet says he always wants people to remember him wherever he goes. It was his goal at WrestleMania weekend. And says that he intends on taking over NXT. He says it may be cocky, but there's one and there's only one and only Ricochet. The only thing on his mind is the NXT championship. Now he's out here in like a, you know, nice dress shirt, sport coat, some slacks, some loafers with no socks. And so a fan yells out socks when he says there's only (laughs) one thing on his mind. So that was really funny. Ricochet is like, no, it's not socks. Then the Velveteen Dream comes out. He says, no, he doesn't understand who gives Ricochet the right to say these things. And he chastises Ricochet, calling himself the one and only and how he makes this look good. Dream agrees that he makes this look good, but says he's the one and he's the only one who should be in line for the NXT title. Dream says no matter how Ricochet flips or flops, he needs to land in the back of the line behind him. Bloop. Ricochet says he knows who Dream is and brings up Aleister Black kicking his head off. Velveteen threatens to make Dream over his reality. Ricochet responds with, you're good, but you ain't me. He's here to steal Dream's show and spotlight. Dream then says anything Ricochet can do, he can do better. Dream, oh, <laughs> Ricochet, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Ricochet wants him to prove it. <laughs> Dream kind of nonchalantly acts like he's going to walk away. He tries to sneak Ricochet, but Ricochet catches him. And then Velveteen just slides on out of the ring. (laughs) Oh, this is setting up to be all the flames right here. These two. I have faith in them. They are going to put on a show. Oh, yeah, they are. So we get EC3 versus Raul Mendoza. Both men began trading strikes until Mendoza nails an end to Guri. Mendoza charges in, but EC3 launches him into the corner. EC3 hits the knee lift and the TKO, and EC3 gets the win. EC3 is interviewed after the match. He says that he has a mind like a scientist and a body like a mythical deity (laughs) while being precise in the ring. He plans on racking up victories until he turns his place into EC3. Last week, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan caught up with Pete Dunne. Oni says they helped him, but they don't like him. Danny likes him even less. Dunn understands and agrees to work together against Undisputed Era. 
Now this is funny. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, Danny Burks goes, now Pete Dunn, we know you're she's just like Pete Dunn, we know you're a piece of garbage. And Pete Dunn just kind of shakes his head like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious like he doesn't say anything in this whole promo all he does is like nod his head that one time and now it's just like yeah yeah i am that's a mess like you got me there (laughs) that's funny dakota kai versus the chairman's new fave vanessa Bourne. Bourne wears dakota down for a bit and then dakota fights out and hits a series of kicks she then hits the running corner boot and Dakota Kai de- debuts her new finisher, which is like a modified Canadian destroyer, and she gets the win. Shayna Baszler music hits and Ugh. Dakota Kai looks shook. Shayna enters the ring, causing Dakota Kai to back into the corner. Dakota cowers from Shayna. She's trembling. Vanessa Bourne gets up and Shayna traps Vanessa Bourne in the rear naked choke and a scared Dakota Kai backs away and runs to the back. Yeah, so Vanessa, when did that happen? Vanessa Bourne just got choked out. That was bad. When did Dakota Kai become a punk? Well, I don't. Well, whatever Shayna did, do you know Shayna like stomped on her arm and hurt her arm, and then she like bullied her off camera. We never knew what happened. We don't. We don't know what happened. Oh, uh, she did okay. something else to her off camera, and she won't talk about it. Oh, mm. so was it like a Me Too situation? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, Never mind. okay, Koopa Kente. I'm sorry. I don't know. See, he's a bad influence. That's probably exactly why I thought that. I tell you. <laughs> so Kathy Kelly catches up with Dakota Kai and asks about Shayna. Dakota says she doesn't know why she couldn't run away and why she froze. Then Shayna interrupts and dares her to kick her if she's the captain of Team Kick. Dakota freezes again and Shayna confidently walks off. With Dakota alone. We hear laughter behind her. And it's Nikki Cross watching, getting a kick out of it all. Mm. She's back. So we get a hoss match between Heavy Machinery versus the War Raiders. Hanson enters the ring. He ducks Knights, and then Knight, and then he dives outside to take out Otis. He makes the tag to Hanson, and they hit Fallout, and the War Raiders beat Heavy Machinery. It was like a really cool hoss match for like three minutes. War Raiders hmm. did what they needed to do. And, you know, Heavy Machinery looked okay, but it was a squash. Then we get a recap of TM61 still in the win from the Street Profits last week. This is followed by a great Streets Profit video of them working out like at a basketball court. And they're saying uh-huh. that they want to get the NXT tag team titles. So they're like running sprints and doing all kinds of stuff. And it's kind of like a Snapchat, like a series of Snapchats. That's mm-hmm. how they do their promos, so it's really cool. Again, Street Profits, one of the best things in WWE right now. Then our main event, Cassius Ono versus Hashtag Hill Life Supreme, Tomasa Ciampa. Yeah, that's my boo-boo. Ciampa connects with the boot. Ono blocks Ciampa's elbow with his own. Ono wants a discus elbow, but he eats his discus lariat from Ciampa. Then the modified neckbreaker by Ciampa gets the win. After the match, Ciampa removes his knee brace as Ono rests on the middle rope. Then, uh, the same way that Johnny Gargano attacked uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa to make him tap out, he did Uh the same thing to Cassius Ono with the (laughs) brace to his face and pulling back on his head or whatever against the ropes. (laughs) (laughs) And then he 
after he discards uh, Cassius Ono out of the ring, Tommaso Ciampa yells out, I broke Gargano's body. I broke Candace's heart. The Gargano fairy tale is over. Yes. And that's how we end NXT. He just looks like a heel. He just looks like a bad guy. Yeah. He's it's amazing. It's like, how could you just look? You just look like a helpful person. But it works for wrestling. It's perfect. Yes. And he's the best at it right now. I mean, he is like full on engaged all the way. I heard you say he was spoiling Infinity Wars. That's some heel shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you check out, just check out his Twitter account. It's it's just the best <laughs> ever. The best ever. Uh, speaking of some real good heel shit, give you guys a little preview of the next uh, King of uh, Castle Strong Style uh, episode. Chris Jericho showed back Mm-mm. up in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh of course, back in uh, New Year's Dash, he and Naito kind of got into it. Naito didn't like that Jericho was coming in, getting all this big money, getting into a, a semi-main event spot that he thought that he should have been in. So, of course, you know, he was talking shit. And then, you know, him and Jericho had a little, you know, a little dust up, but nothing really happened. Well, uh, they had their wrestling down Taku card last Friday. Uh, LIJ was victorious over Suzuki Gun. Uh, Naito and Fukuoka, which is like the Naito spot. I mean, Naito is kind of like the Stone Cold Steve Austin in like 1997, where he's starting mm. to like all the fans are starting to like him, and the worst things he does, the more they like him. Yeah, yeah, he's right there in that zone, and this is like the number one place for him. The fans love him in this place, and so he's going back up the aisleway, and you know he's you know shaking people's hands. Of course, you know people reaching out, grabbing his hands. He's shaking hands, shaking hands, shaking hands. So he gets about halfway up the aisle and, you know, he somebody's hands reaches out and all of a sudden it grabs him towards the rail and all of a sudden like pulls him over the rail. And then all of a sudden it's like this big beat down all the way back up to the rail into the ring. And once we get into the ring, the guy has on an LIJ mask and the mask <laughs> comes off and it's Chris freaking Jericho. And so... <laughs> Chris Jericho proceeds to whoop Naito's ass. He grabs the ring bell, hits him with the ring bell, and busts him open. Naito is like Dusty Rhodes, 1978 blood right here. I mean, super thick blood all over the place. And Chris Jericho is just whooping this dude's ass. He's beating up all the young boys who are trying to, like, um, you know, come in and save him or whatever. So they eventually get him out of there or whatever. Naito, being the super cool dude that he is, refuses to stretcher and shit. And just walks back up the ramp all bloodied up. Oh, man, it's such a good angle. So Chris Jericho out here being his best heel as well. Then, I don't know if you saw the video that I sent you, DD, but afterwards when he's, like, walking out of the arena, he's cussing and throwing shit and smashing drink machines. And, mm. <laughs> yeah, just just being Chris Jericho, so good. So let's think about his week last, in a calendar week. He was number 50. In Saudi Arabia for the Greatest uh-huh. Royal Rumble, uh-huh. and then the next week he was in Japan setting up one of the biggest angles for one of the biggest matches that's going to happen in June. Who better than Jericho? Nobody right now. Nobody. Nobody. So, yeah. So, um, check out uh, the hashtag what we are watching, and uh, I do have a link to that so you can watch that whole situation uh, transpire. But yeah, it was really cool. Jericho again. 
setting the world on fire. And uh, I think that's June the 8th, I think is going to be Dominion, where they're going to have the match between Naito and Chris Jericho. So looking forward to that. And mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to talk about, DD? Mm-hmm. Really fast? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good. All right, so we'll. Turn. I mean, we could keep talking about Robin Hood and the Tights if you want. But... <laughs> I'll turn it over to you at this point for your shout outs <laughs> and thank yous. Uh, shout out to Gregory, working like a good Jamaican, 17 jobs, <laughs> seven hour commute both ways. What? When were you a fave? Not ever. Uh, shout out to Sam because Sam wants shout outs. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to Chairman for paying that good old fee. So I can watch all the pay-per-views. Or wait, no. I lied. Just in case WWE is listening. He didn't pay for it. I paid for it myself. Um <laughs> uh, shout out to the glow. Shout out to Laura. She was good last week. I listened back. She fit right in. Um Yeah, shout out to everybody on the hashtags. Appreciate you not waiting on me to get home because I've been late like the last month. But y'all keep SmackDown Mad is gone with and without me, and I appreciate that. That's it. All right. I'd like to thank my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jonet, my Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kulunga, and of course, our color commentary, Mr. Greg Magnum Prime. I'd like to thank the commissioner, the chairman, for all the work he's going to do in post production. like to thank everybody on the CSPN, all the podcasters who produced all the content, make the network what it is. Thank you for all the work they put in each and every week. I'd like to thank everybody who, like Didi said, keeps the hashtags flowing each and every week. Sometimes when we can't be there on time, you guys hold it down. So we're very thankful for that. Everybody who was uh, in attendance at Backlash Matters. Angelina, I know you were there somewhere. So big shout out to you. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody who was in Baltimore who also went to SmackDown. I know there's a few fans that listened to the show that were there as well. So shout out to y'all. And uh like I said, stay tuned for a very new episode of Cast a Strong Style coming soon. We're going to talk about the whole Wrestling Dantaku card. We're going to preview the best of the Super Juniors, which is coming up uh, here at the end of May. So that's going to be really fun for about a two-week stretch, three-week stretch to uh, watch the best cruiserweights in the world, light junior heavyweights in the world, do their thing in Japan. Can't wait to stay up to all hours of the morning watching these matches. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, keep abreast of the hashtag what we're watching because usually they'll have them on a on a site that I can put up for you guys so you can keep up with it as well. So on that note, this has been episode 184 of the Razzlecast. I'm Don DeLorente, and please stay tuned for the We just saw that Daniel Bryan uh, did not qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, suffering a loss to Rusev. And clearly, Big Cass, you look like maybe you've got something to say about this. Man, you are so perceptive. Oh, of course I'm happy about it. I mean... I'm the reason he lost the match. I mean, after what I did to him on Sunday at Backlash, how could he ever come out here tonight and think he was going to win a Money in the Bank qualifying match? I mean, I'm the absolute reason he lost that match. And as a matter of fact, I think Rusev should come back here and he should thank me because I'm the reason he won that match. I'm the reason he's going to Money in the Bank 
to have an opportunity at the briefcase and the contract inside of it. And and I know everybody out there in in, in social media land is, is watching this right now and oh big cast oh, and they're gonna comment below and it's a just just a laundry list of comments. It's, it's gonna be Rusev Day, yay, yay, he moves on, or or Daniel Bryan, oh no, oh it's so unfair. Or or they're gonna say, oh we don't like Big Cass, he's such a meanie, or whatever they're gonna say. But guess what? I'm not gonna read them because I don't need to read those comments, Renee. I don't need to tweet. I don't need to put stuff on Instagram every hour of every day. I don't need that validation. I don't need to post a picture or, or tweet a tweet and then read all the comments and, and look at my phone and, oh, oh, did people like it? Oh, yeah, they're responding positively or, oh, they're pre- responding negatively. I don't need that reassurance. I don't need that validation like everybody else in this entire company. I don't need that. The only reassurance that I need is winning my Money in the Bank qualifying match, which will happen somewhere against somebody, I don't know who, at some time. But it's going to happen. I mean, how could it not happen after what I've done the past few weeks? I deserve an opportunity. And I will go on to the Money in the Bank match. I will win that. Then I will take that briefcase with the contract inside, and I will cash that in, and I will win a championship of my choosing. And that is going to happen. And then everybody out there in in social media land is going to come back and watch this video and say, man, Big Cass predicted the future. He knew the whole time he was going to win the championship because he's smart. Yeah, I know I'm smart. Call me Castradamus. That's who I am. Hashtag Castradamus. I predicted the future because I'm going to win that briefcase. I'm going to win the contract inside, and I'm going to become a champion here in WWE. And uh, as far as this interview, it it's over. But thank you so much. It, I mean, this was very therapeutic. Got a lot off my chest. Whew, I feel a lot better. But thank you so much, Renee. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, Renee. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much.